Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. from different dozens it's the football ramble my name is Marcus and I've got a fantastic panel for you today Jim hello Pete Batarang and Luke <laughs> right <laughs> hello boys now then uh, Tom Hanks has said recently that he's a fan of Aston Villa he said this because uh, he, he fell in love with Aston Villa because the name sounded like an island off Sardinia Decadent. Make what you will of Why that. Why didn't he just go over a Sardinia team? Mm. Any, well, just or just go there. Mm. Yeah. Go to an island off Sardinia. Don't question it too much. Hey, hey yeah, guys, I thought he might be more Spurs support because he hung out on that island as a castaway with that Wilson Palacios. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible start. Um, anyway, <laughs> he wrote a letter to the Aston Villa Supporters Club in California saying, if luck stays with me, I will catch a match this season. This is like big has happened. Yeah. yeah. To a sort of very young Aston Villa supporter, he just woke <laughs> up as Tom Hanks. And he goes, oh God, I know what I can do. Yeah. I go see Villa. It's funny, isn't it? Because I imagine the second half of the film big to be very similar to what Tom Hanks's life actually is like now, mm. or was at least like in this sort of early thirties. So the prophecies actually come true. I just don't think way. he's got much on. Hey, no. if, he's, if he's writing letters, oh, it wasn't really a prophecy. What's the guy in the in the in the um? It was it was a, it gets a fortune teller. Zoltar, I yeah, believe Zoltar, the name yeah. was. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I am Zoltar. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's make that very clear. Um, <laughs> more on him later. Uh, right, with all that in mind, if you <laughs> had to take a Hollywood A-lister to a match, who would you take and why? Jim. Uh, I would take Tom Cruise to a mm. Millwall match. Right. <laughs> then when we've got there, sat down in their seats, home end, obviously, I'd say, Tom got a little, little present to help you, uh, help you fit in. I'd give him his present, say, open that, I'm just going to go get us some drinks. Right. The West Ham show, he'd think, mm-hmm. ah, great. He'd stick that on, I'd just never come back. <laughs> <laughs> you got against Tom Cruise Scientology okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd go for uh, Steve McQueen in Bullet Era because getting out of like the ground with all the, like, the traffic and stuff he'd be fucking brilliant <laughs> yeah. what game are you going to or yeah. uh, anyone the popular one <laughs> or the greatest popular escape. football match not the MK Dons <laughs> would you not sooner go for the Great Escape Steve McQueen on, on the back of his bike oh that'd be good oh that'd be pretty cool as well yeah. 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 Well, you've yeah. got the option either, either you? way yeah. yeah good answer Pete strong Can't contender for the point well I need a bit of help but thanks guys that's, right. uh-huh. that's what we're here for um, look. I'd go to Fratton Park with Mel Gibson <laughs> what, Mel. why you've got similar views I'll and tell you why <laughs> just, I just like the cut of his jib I'll tell you why I think he talks no, a lot just, of sense Mel Gibson would fit in there <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why just take a second in your own head to imagine me yeah. at Fratton Park with Mel Gibson <laughs> That's why. Yeah. And, if it all, and, and, and in quiet Does periods. He's he got his beaver puppet. Yeah, he's got that on one hand, but in quiet periods, <laughs> to, to start off chance, I'd get him just to scream, Give me back my son! Yeah, that, that'd be good. I'd take the Spurs. <laughs> that would be a riot. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. I think I'd choose Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, because I think he just loves it. Post fly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I just I like Jeff. He's a relaxed guy. Take him down. Someone like Fulham. Yeah, fit in with the ambulance. Ambulance? (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be like that, the ambience. Um, Yeah. Uh, Right, uh, Pete's got the point. Hey, bitches. Don't shake your head. I'll do what I will have. You're asking people to imagine me with Mel Gibson. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that was unbelievable. The arrogance. Now we go to the Premier League, and Sir Alex Ferguson uh, celebrated 25 years in charge of Manchester United, and they won 1 0. They had to win that. With an own goal from Wes Brown. (laughs) Yeah. What's known by Man United fans as a Brucey bonus, isn't it? Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) 18 games without winning against Sir Alex Ferguson, then. Very good. Sunderland fans. And uh, Sullivan fan actually tweeted me when I mentioned this the other day uh, to try and sort of 
sort of argued that it wasn't that bad and he just like stopped himself halfway through <laughs> I didn't hear from him again so obviously no it must be true yeah. <laughs> 18 games without a win off at us Sir Alex um, and the stand the, the old North stand yeah he didn't know either, did he Sir Alex Ferguson yeah nice touch that he yeah, yeah. He, he seemed genuinely surprised untouched by it it was, it was nice to see actually it's a staggering achievement isn't it it like is indeed 25 it's, it's nice to see him walking across the pitch you don't see him on the yeah, you see him at the end of the gig season I know what you mean but you know what I mean it's nice to see him walking on the pitch mid-season going hello yeah. <laughs> in, his, yeah. in his comfortable shoes now obviously he's been in charge 25 years that's what uh, they were celebrating the other top European clubs uh, in the last 25 years have had more than one manager come and go Barcelona in the last 25 years have had 11 managers Milan 12 Bayern Munich 14 Inter 18 Real Madrid 24 in 25 years <laughs> incredible it's Mandarich-esque <laughs> it's amazing um, I, I thought it was nice that, uh, great, a great sort of succinct point that Jonathan Pierce made uh, bear with me uh, yeah. he <laughs> said uh, Alex Ferguson has, de- has defined the Premier League era by dominating it but it's, it's very true absolutely yeah. true you know. that was way too quiet for Jonathan Pierce yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they probably... dominated <laughs> he said this in his sleep you know it's <laughs> the quietest to get dominated to speak about the game sort of um, it was Kieran Westwood was, was amazing he mm. made the, that double save he made was incredible oh, it was class absolutely incredible yeah it, was, uh, it wasn't a classic but as you say after the oh yeah, the West Brown header was, was straight off the training ground <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> that's for you ex-gaffer yeah, Steve Bruce's teams were, probably would have started with listen lads you trained hard a week but we're not going to ruin his day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not ruining his day today. Yeah. Not, not today. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, uh, but it's, they weren't the only United that won. Newcastle, Pete, one they point did, yeah. off Manchester United. Well, we, we went second for an hour, <laughs> but what an hour <laughs> that it was, was enjoyable. Yeah, it was. It was the a difficult. Newby Brown flowed. They're more of the um, the matches that we should be winning, and they're the more important matches for me. I think we've got Manchester City, Manchester United, and uh, well, it'll be Chelsea. interesting to see how they fare. But Newcastle have had a fantastic start to the season. Yeah, and just shows like you know we've got a bit of depth. Like Marvor went off, and uh, Kabai went off, and we had you know Guthrie to come in, and, and a couple of other players and stuff. Obertan was out. Oh, I say Obertan was out like that. Like, like, it's Chiotte out as well. Chiotte's out, yeah. And Kibai's injured now, though, isn't Kibai's he? Kibai's injured, yeah. We've got, we got so many injuries, but, you know, we, st- we can still um, sort of slide people in. I think it, once the back four starts getting decimated, I think we've got a bit of a problem. But nice to see Sammy Ami will be playing. You got yes. there in the like end. A tri- <laughs> like a tripod in a footlocker carrier bag. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Running around. He looked, he, looked, he looked really speedy at points as well, even though he couldn't pass the ball nine yards. I think he's the rawest player I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So rough. Oh, you've got to love him. Yeah, you've got to love him. He's got an under 20. England under 21 call out a call I, up I, after that I love Sammy Amiobi not least <laughs> of because of the tweets and all that sort of stuff but I don't think I've seen a worse end product in a professional footballer oh, oh. I, th- I think come, I, on. come on you've seen, on. You've seen come play, on. but he's, he's he, physically he's of he's the sort of body type that you sort of don't expect him to he's like produce, one produce he's like, like one sort shot. of Jack Wilshire style sort of jolly no. you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> he, he's just never going to produce that sort of thing he's always going to have to use his gait his, yeah. his yeah. lolloping gait to get past the last defender to be fair he delivered a couple of decent balls yeah it, it was a couple of crappy passes in there as well but you know he's very very young he's got other things I said mind. this about Blood, if the Ramble was going ten years ago. I'd be saying the exact same thing about about Sean Sean Ramble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best thing was like the um, the next couple of matches we got. Um, Man City thirty eight quid for an away team. R- all right, they're a massive team. Uh, Man United forty three quid for the away team coming in uh, to watch them. Yep. Norwich City forty five quid. What? To watch them away If you're a Newcastle fan If you're a Newcastle fan I know you got to feed Grant Holt somehow But Craig's in the fan <laughs> Bear in mind it's Delia feeding him though <laughs> It's going to be really good stuff And you get a discount Yeah probably. But even <laughs> so you know It's, it's quality food Do you know, I don't know if I've mentioned this before But one of the roads Right by Norwich's Stadium Is called oh, Obviously after Delia's outburst When she was You know Let's, let's be Avenue you? It's let's called be Let's Be Avenue That's Super great stuff good, isn't it? Yeah. Has it really been na- renamed Yeah that? no that is oh, yeah. Okay yeah. Yeah. Lovely oh, That was such a moment wasn't it Yeah <laughs> Um, you mentioned Man City They won 3-2 away to QPR QPR It's such a Jekyll and Hyde team Aren't mm. they Fantastic first, Certainly first five minutes Five to quarter of an hour yeah. They were They're as good as I've seen a team Play in Man City They hurried them And just kind of They went man for man And just They was making mistakes All over the How place, good Man is Helton in the air <laughs> oh, He's got an absolute leap on him It's like gravity defying What a touch from David Silva oh, Incredible mm. yeah. mm. so, uh, The big um, thing for, for sort of Man City's rivals Will be uh, I imagine they'll be Dismayed that Man City actually came through that game away from home. Yep. QPR rallied and City managed to see out and get a win. And, and I don't know where the next defeat's coming from. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Newcastle. Oh, Th- well, Thirty-eight pounds well spent. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, on paper they've 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 gone to the hardest away trip 
in the league and they've absolutely destroyed United you know yeah. I know it's a derby which is a bit different and there are other hard away games coming up but they look very, very yeah, and if Chelsea to continue to defend the way they have been as well oh. the City will win those games yeah, you, see, you see I took that result and, and performance by QPR as actually a bit of hope for those chasing City because if well, they, well, yeah, they had to yeah, yeah. They, you know. see, QPR I thought should have got something out of the game and people saying oh City you know, even when they play bad they win well I thought you know QPR not a top half side maybe not yet um, could have got something against well, them well couple that with a decent back four you know what I mean yeah. a, a better back four you know there's, mm. there's, there's hope for people if you just go man on man and just and just run at them really because they, they, they do get a little bit scared because they're, they're too busy sort of looking for the angles and if you just absolutely <laughs> leg it out they're like ah god <laughs> even buddy like Sean, Wright, Sean Wright Phillips got a bit of space they don't like it up just in front of the back four they give, they give a lot away I think Sean Wright Phillips is, looks, um, is reborn he looks, he looks decent again. Well, it's, it's more his level, isn't it? Let's, let's be yeah, fair. It's, yeah, I think you know, it's not well, playing to play every intricate week as well. kind of you know, play that you need at the sort of more top clubs. And uh, yeah, I think it, it is suiting him to be there. And it's, it's nice to see, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh Sean Wright Phillips, playing a bit of confidence again. Yeah, absolutely. Seems almost retro. Are we talking England <laughs> or not? <laughs> not yet. Uh, we're emphatically not. No. <laughs> One for the future. Yeah. Uh, oh, poor old Steve Keane. Oh, Blackburn on. should have got something out of the game <laughs> against Chelsea. That, but that's the story of their season. Oh, well, his managerial career, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They come close and then they concede goals because they're rubbish at the back. It was a lovely header from Lampard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. When other players may have side-footed that. It was a good, it was a good win for Chelsea, that, because it, I, mean, I imagine there'd be quite a lot of pressure going into that game. Blackburn, they expected to win. Blackburn aren't really expected to do anything. Mm. They've come off the back of some bad results. Similar to United after the Man City game. Yeah. They just dug in, got on with it mm. after a bad result. What about Bolton? 5-0 against Stoke? Yeah, that was a proper like purging of their demons, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, after the right. FA Cup, hammering they got off from Stoke, which was 5-0, wasn't it? They just, yeah. That was when they kind of went into free-fall a bit. And God, oh, that really affected them at the feet. They've not been the same team since then. Mm. And the crowd was singing We want five We want yeah. five as well and they got it yeah. <laughs> It was a controversial opener For Bolton Yeah I th- I, You know I think I thought the rule with that Was the referee You know the player Has to ask the referee If they can take a, f- a quick free kick The referee has to say yes So if you're in that situation You've just got to grab the ball Stick it down Go ref going to take it And he's got to allow that But that mm. didn't happen So that, I, I don't think That should have stood well, The keeper if, shouldn't have given the ball the rule. No that was so silly <laughs> yeah. So just schoolboy was fuming Yeah, yeah. As, as you, you said as you before He looks like an angry snowman And like, <laughs> he was He was a furious snowman That yeah. day Well may I, may I interject With a quick email uh, Stephen Hallis says uh, Owen Coyle's face Looks like somebody Drunkenly tried to carve George Clooney his face into a potato <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty accurate yeah, actually. Yeah. it's a fair point Owen Coyle's got the face of a man that. who looks like in another world he would be actually really handsome do yeah. you know what I mean he's, he's one of those people, people do you mean Scotland yeah I'm not commenting on that <laughs> but Stoke Stoke, um, Stoke have been absolutely woeful after Europa League this season I mean they, they went at Israel in the midweek weren't they and they yeah. won mm. I mean, great they're, they're doing great in, the, in yeah. Europa League they're top of their group their Premier League form is just poor in general though but they're, 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 it's almost like they're doing well in the Europa League at the expense of any sort of Premier League um, but it's so funny isn't it how, how many teams when they're not used to European competition you know, Spurs were an example of this a season or two we go they, they, straight after Europe in the Premier League they just they find it so hard to yeah. go back into it well I don't know well, if it's even just they're doing alright in the Europa League and they're not even in the Premier League <laughs> yeah, they're not even contesting it yeah, I mean it's not just the Europa League though is it? it's a sort of a Premier League sort of cl- classic that you sort of have a bit of a hangover game after a Champions League game you know, it's, it's tough and it's, you know, it's, it's going to affect mm. teams that don't have that experience in Europe because it affects teams that do have experience in Europe it's just a fact of it isn't it it's, it takes its toll playing those extra games especially at sort of such a high intensity and in a lot of the cases just sort of in far off distant parts of Europe yeah. and also Spurs are playing their kids as well in the Europa League this season yeah, they really are aren't they they really yeah. are almost treating it like a sort of Carling Cup they're yeah. doing alright in it as well yeah. they only just beat Fulham as well yeah that was Three a good one. Mm. That, I, thought, I mean it's a bit, I'm not going to be unfair on Spurs because in the first half they are by far the better team but in the second half I've never seen such a an absolute shellacking <laughs> you know I mean obviously they got sucker punched at the end but I mean if it wasn't for Carl Walker's handball and Modric's clean one off the line for yeah. they got sunk out of that yeah. game I thought Zamora was excellent and so was um, so was Dempsey actually they were really unlucky with that handball because it was basically a save wasn't it yeah. it was just like yeah, just so crazy. many bodies in there I'm not surprised the ref didn't see it yeah true the yeah. pass that Gareth Bale played to Lennon before Lennon's goal was mm. glorious mm. and Lennon took his goal well as well yeah he did took on his left I don't think they were expecting that were they no um, uh, now uh, let's talk about the England squad that's been announced. Uh, Zamora's in there. 
Yeah, good I'm, to see. I'm, I'm happy about that. I was beating the uh, Zamora drum. It's, the other it's week, all round it? games, really. Come on, Zamora. I think I was I was pretty negative about him getting the English squad for the World Cup, but I think he's I think he's improved even since then. Since he come out from injury, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just continued where he left off. He'd, he'd found a sort of the highest level he'd ever been at. Yeah, and uh, then he obviously got he got that injury, and he, he's just very quickly got back to that level. It's great. He must be working so hard, mm. and he, he gives us a very different option. I think yeah. he's a completely different player to every other person on the well on the whole pitch. I guess. Yeah, but. Well, I mean, well, he only, will be compared to Joe Hart. Yeah, <laughs> but the only other one you could begin to compare him to, I suppose, would be Andy Carroll. But Andy Carroll's not in the squad. No. Ag- Agbon Lahore is, is in there and Sturridge. Well, on form, they both deserve to be in there. Yeah, I think so. so. And that, yeah. That's good to see. Because, you know, he's, he has got this Rooney problem, hasn't he? He's got to find an effective alternative to that. Who do you think he's going to play? Because he'll probably play a 4-3-3 against Spain, I'd imagine. Mm. Who well, will he play in that role in front of, let's presume, Scott Parker and Gareth Barry play? Oh, <laughs> It's hard to say. Uh. Let's, let's, let's just think for a moment. Scott Parker and, and Gareth Barry coming up against Xavi and Iniesta. The Spanish players won't like it up. Em. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be fair, it's Scott Parker. I think Boy. Scott Parker's probably our best player. To be like. fair, water that pitch. <laughs> yeah. water, like Bill Bow did. Yeah. Water the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. Put well, drawing yeah. pins everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We might get a draw. So, come on, who do you think will play in that Rooney Rock? Because I'd imagine he'll play Bent or maybe even um, uh, Zamora or Welbeck. Seems to be quite popular with him. Who do you think will play in that kind of number ten role just behind well, him? Well, it looks more likely to be someone from the midfield rather than a striker. Well, yeah, indeed, yeah. <clears throat> it might be Lampard, I suppose. I think it might be Lampard. Mm. You know? I think Bent's are probably a shoe in. Yeah, I mean, four, Bent's four Bent's goals in five games for England. I think it is. Bent's so. always done what's asked of him for England. He's yeah. not had a, a huge amount of chances in an England shirt. But for my money, when he's been given the shirt, he's always done what's been asked of him, and, he, and he's good in that forward role, very, mm. right at the top, mm. isn't he? Mm. I think it makes sense to have that sort of continuity. Now, I, I know he's, he's looking like, for alternatives, but. If he's got one that's done well when asked to do well so far, it's a, it's a good chance to see how he can do against sort of top opposition. But to, to, be, to put a bit of balance on it, I mean, I like Ben. He seems like a good bloke, and, he, and he's, he's mm. good at his job. You know, he's a proven Premier League scorer. But Spain aren't going to be worried about Darren Ben. No, they're not no. at all, are they? See, this is this is why I would prefer someone like Zamora against someone like Spain because they just know what to do. Like PK won't have a problem with him. Yeah. I don't think And that's not A slight on Ben I don't think Ben will get so much service I think he, yeah. He'll maybe need to Move around a bit more Be a bit but more physical Again that is the, That is one of the Strengths of Ben's game That he's, he takes his chances You know So well, he might only need fine. One or two I don't know It's just It's just all a little bit You're you're saying Zamora Zamora (laughs) Are you worried about David Vian And Lorente I'm actually actually going to the game On Saturday But I I heard that um, Some of the Barcelona players May not play Because of the Copa del Rey uh, they've been, they've been. They, there's a rule in Spain where in the Copa del Rey you've got to play a certain amount of first team players. Uh, they don't want to cheapen the competition, blah blah blah. And so I think so, people at Barcelona have said, look, can you not play these Spanish, these the Spanish representatives because we need them fresh? They'll mm. still have enough. Yeah, well, they will. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be a bit of a shame if, if they're going to have a showpiece event yeah, at Wembley. It's a friendly, raise a bit of money, blah blah blah. And you've got people like Xavi and Iniesta. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're all in the squad. I know they are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. They just I don't, not play. I don't know about you guys, but I forgot that Carson was at Barca <laughs> Completely yeah, forgot. Carson, yeah. Yeah. I forgot Scott Carson. <laughs> yeah. he's, probably, he's only like 26. He's probably not Johnny yeah. Clangers, that's why you haven't heard of him. Well, <laughs> if he does, you'll definitely hear but him. But as I was saying to Jimmy before the recording, that you forget how incredibly like Scott Carson uh, David Jones was before he hit 30, 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how much rope people gave him before, you know, mm. before he started turning in the sort of performances. He made so many mistakes in his yeah. 20s. Yeah. Calamity so James, he was... Because <laughs> he kept playing too much PlayStation or something, yeah, wasn't that it? Was it, wasn't it? That was one of his he excuses. He was dog pops. Yeah. He, he was incredible just flapping at crosses yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and just, you know. So do you reckon there's still time for Scott? I still, think, there, I still think there's time. We'll have to wait and see with that one, England versus Spain. Now, let's go to the Championship. Blackpool 1, Millwall nil Another beauty From Kevin Phillips The evergreen Kevin Phillips He's, He's just ever orange. Yeah. If anybody needs An example Of an old player Say There's talk of uh, Del Piero Going to QPR You know Defenders aren't good in England at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know Kevin Phillips is still knocking them in. He's got the, one of the best goal records. Yeah. It was an in absolute Britain. peach. Yeah, I, I, he's got I, a couple like that all season. Yeah. It's, he's wearing peach and it's inspired him in <laughs> a way. <laughs> it's funny. The other day I was talking to someone about Quinn and Phillips. Uh, someone who's saying, "God, that seems mental." Yeah. That he's still playing. <laughs> that's what I did. I, I talked to. I was talking about. Oh yeah, but it's a long time ago. Blah blah. And I was thinking, I'm gonna admit, Kevin Phillips is still playing and scoring at a yeah. decent level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. And, and they had the great Blackpool, a great result against Leeds a week before they beat him 5-0 at Leeds mm. and uh, Paul Rehubko had an absolute mare <laughs> to the point where he was subbed at half time oh, and um, they, they got 
got a new keeper in there. They, they beat Leicester away 1 0, and uh, they got Alex McCarthy in for a hooker. Who, they, they got in, and he was so bad that they, they had to sub him off at half time for like a youth team keeper or something. Gutting. Yeah. Absolutely gutting. Mm. Good to see uh, Lee Clark didn't move in the end. Yeah, I know, yeah, I thought you would. We haven't got to that league yet. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I was going to Leicester, though. Yeah, no, it's yeah. fair, it's relevant. Oh, I'm bringing it in, Marcus, all right? Yeah. yeah. Someone's got to do the link. You've got to roll with the punches, mate, all right? Well, let me pick myself up and say Ipswich 2, <laughs> Doncaster 3, two goals for El Hadj Albert Duf. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> good um, to see him get on the score sheet, isn't it? Good to see him doing <laughs> yeah. well. Well, he's a well, good guy. Well, my, um, yeah, because Sharp, of course, scored for Doncaster. Very sad news for him the other week where his two year old, uh, two day old son died. Um, and he got a standing ovation. From the Ipswich fans, it's incredible him to even play. You yeah, know. The, the way my housemate um, worded that though, he said, "Oh, Sharp scored, and Al Hadjouf scored," oh, and they gave him a standing ovation. I was like, "What the Hadjouf?" Jim Bond is at Doncaster as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is, isn't he? It's a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> William so, McKay, mate. Yeah, so William McKay's handled all the transfers at Doncaster. I'm defiled. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. just weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Portsmouth 3 Nottingham Forest And Steve Cottrell nil. That'll teach mm. him <laughs> yeah, That'll learn him <laughs> That's probably Portsmouth's Best result of the season Actually right. yeah. um, As you mentioned earlier Luke uh, Leeds beat Leicester 1-0 at Leicester The match ball was flown in By an RAF helicopter And handed to the referee what, Keegan? Yeah. Keegan? <laughs> I sort of fantasised That they kicked it out when they were hovering <laughs> oh, like, yeah. like um, and it hit table the, football yeah and it hit the uh, yeah exactly <laughs> the and it hit the rotors and just like <laughs> fell in, in bits oh. it took a tip parade I like or, how it was handed to the ref it kind of also sounds like it was originally kicked out of the stadium but the <laughs> RAF happened to be flying by and it went into their helicopter they just brought it back I don't know for some reason it reminded me of, of Luke's favourite thing of the South Africa World Cup oh, yeah. 2010 when the ball was resting on the, on uh, the pedestal on the pedestal and yeah. the ref would come out and take it off as I mean it sort of looked a bit incongruous because the, the guy ran out of his flight suit and his helmet sort of gave the ball to the ref didn't really say anything like shook someone's hand and just ran back off onto the helicopter well, oh, got, got, got to get off because I've got to play a game so I'll see you later <laughs> and they've got work to do no? yeah, yeah, true. sorry we've got a war on <laughs> Exactly. We just started a new one. Oh. Sorry, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is a colossal waste of both carbon and also money. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how much these are higher? <laughs> Jesus. All right, yeah, um, we're on the front line. Send in, like, backup, because we're getting out we're under fire. Just send the helicopters. They're doing what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we what? need that football. We're going to have a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On oh. Christmas Day. No man's land. <laughs> yeah. uh, in League One, Charlton 5, Preston 2. They are... They're not right. stopping Preston's no second goal Is probably like The best consolation goal I've ever seen <laughs> It's <laughs> absolutely Sort of balletics in the, uh, in, the, in the box It's sort of like a kind of, As I remember it The Preston player Sort of flicked it up And kind of Half volleyed it Like but on the turn It was just all these Wonderful magical Little things all at once <laughs> It was Latin it, was, it wasn't him But it was Latin-esque yeah. It genuinely was actually ah, cool. Chris Powell's chart And they're flying They're fine mm. yeah, yeah they really are uh, Lake Norwich won Hartlepool won Orient unbeaten In eight matches Which is remarkable for a side that's still down in 18th place three off uh, the relegation zone it took them 11 games to win their first game they had one of the worst starts no, in no, England but that's what I'm saying though it's, it's remarkable that they've gone eight matches unbeaten yeah I suppose they so. turned it around yeah, yeah. it really is what, what, what strong league it is <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, MK Don's three watched that one did you see Adam Smith's goal no I've not seen it go on tell us talk us to it <laughs> there was two goals that you would say were good goals the first sort of free kick was yeah. bad goalkeeping yeah. for me awful yeah. goalkeeping in fact he could he just stood up and just caught it yeah, but he didn't just lifted his arm yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the goal that I'm in question with it's been 45 yards or something he leathered it outrageous and as well didn't have a run up you get the impression as well because the crowd were going shoot he just sort of went yeah yeah I will yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah. Yeah. it worked and <laughs> listen to him more the goalkeeper I only saw a glimpse of him slight um Georgie Campos feel to the kit there no Marcus no? Bella okay. because me and Jim checked this out and this is how I managed to get onto eBay uh, <laughs> f- and I bought 50 versions of the same Jorge Campos playing card that uh, will be given out to all the listeners at uh, Ramble the, Drinks the Ramble Drinks if the first 50 if they arrive from America in time yes the minute made Jorge Campos <laughs> the cars, World the Cup 1994 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you know you bought them or did you do it by accident I got the impression well we were goofing around weren't we yeah, and we then were. I typed in my PayPal details and then 
Bob's your uncle. Because yeah. you were goofing around. Literally, literally is. Got an uncle called Bob. Because you, you, you were goofing around once on an airport. You bought a two hundred pound pair of X-ray glasses. Weren't you? Or television they glasses. They weren't X-ray glasses. They were television glasses. Television glasses. Television glasses. What, what do you mean? Wait, you connect your iPod, but on your iPod, and uh, they got little LCD screens in them. But because I have bad eyes, um, I had to tip in like two lenses from an old pair of spectacles to make them work. Ever use them? No, I sold them. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> oh, Listen, half the price I paid them. He bought a two hundred pound pair of television glasses, <laughs> momentarily forgetting he wore normal glasses and couldn't wear them. Yeah, I was drunk at JFK Airport, all right, and it was a vending machine, and I wanted to see what happened when it collected it from the hall. So, if you do ever meet Pete, tell him you've got some magic beans with you <laughs> and selling them. Who's got magic beans? <laughs> I have. The SBL doesn't. No. Um, and that's where we're going now. Oh, magic football. No. Oh, boys. Motherwell 1, Celtic 2. Oh, no. I just oh the dreams say, are wobbling. <laughs> I just want to say, we do the SPL more than we do La Liga. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about Kilmarnock 3, Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle 6? Some of the defending in that was just absolutely <laughs> woeful. Some proper 90s kits on display as well. The SPL does have a lot of sort of 90s looking kits. <laughs> God bless you for watching it, James. <laughs> or, or at least seeing the goals. Who um, are you on there, Campbell? <laughs> Um, Footballs Yeah <laughs> Yes indeed Cali still bottom But it's a good win No doubt They're Only only 7 points Separates 12th and 4th Well that tells it's on Started doesn't it Do you think they're going to Build on that Marcus Do you think they're going to Build on that Well of course They're going to Build on that It's Cali Yeah it's true you know, That's what it's, they it's, do They'll go ballistic It's Eddie Cali yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have they got um, Some tough games Coming up or? There's always tough well, Everyone's above them So there's yeah, always tough true, yeah. Every game's a cup final In Scotland Now <laughs> Serie A uh, Good news uh, Kassana's had um, Heart surgery And it was a success Yay and uh, he sent a nice letter out on, on the uh, Milan website. Yeah, I read that, and it was translated very nicely as well. Yeah, in indeed. perfect English. So, it was uh, nice to read. We wish him all the best. Of course. Um, uh, funny news coming out from uh, the Milan camp is uh, Kevin Prince Boateng has quit international football at the age of 24. He said it was due to the high level of games with the national team and his club side, of course, um, and this having a detrimental effect on his health. He's only made nine appearances for Ghana, and he doesn't always start for Milan. <laughs> he's, he's retired from international football 18 months after. After his debut, yeah, <laughs> and Italy, it, you know, Italy, not that far away from no. yeah, where he plays. It's very strange, isn't it? <laughs> it's just lazy. <laughs> I just get it the just, impression that he just doesn't fancy the. Oh, totally, yeah. I think, it, oh, definitely. It might just be that he's, he's regretting the fact that he chose to play for Ghana at all. You know, who knows? You know, because well, he it, wouldn't get in the Germany side. Well, no, he wouldn't. But you know, he, he might be thinking, oh, I'm at Milan now. I'm, I'm doing all right. Oh, what? I can't be bothered now. Mm. Might be getting big time. Yeah, but fame injury. Doing, isn't it? Milan would cover that up. Yeah, but you know. Well, yeah, I agree. He's encouraging a player to fail injury. You can't yeah. do that forever. <laughs> yeah. It's just baffling, isn't it? It's just yeah. weird all round. Well, Garner got some good midfield players, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be all right without him, but. Yeah. Yeah, we just Kevin Rince Boltenged. Yeah. <laughs> well, indeed, they did peak. Now, next week sees the release of a certain someone's auto autobiography. Is it mine? Which is simply titled "I Am Zlatan Ibrahimovic." No, it's not mine. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not yours. It's not been released in English, sadly. Ah, no, I got confirmation of that today. Oh, no. I asked around. No dice. Well, well, Italian and um, Swedish only. Right, we're going to have to learn one of them. So yeah, get it on Kindle. Get, get a Babel yeah. fish. Nice. Get a Rosetta Stone. <laughs> yeah. Things sorted out. Um, <laughs> we'll review it by next week. He's uh, he's been going on about Barcelona and Guardiola in that book. Yeah. As you, in fact, I reckon the whole book is about that. <laughs> yeah. um, he, apparently, in the book, uh, a few little things that have um, come out of it so far is that uh, the Barcelona players were like schoolboys, blindly following the coach. Apparently, and <laughs> what like players <laughs> with some discipline and respect for their manager. <laughs> apparently, he's, he's, uh, he said, "I'm a, not that type of guy." And he said that uh, Barca players were banned for driving their sports cars to training. I thought this was ridiculous. It's no one's business what car I drive. I'm going to play sport. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he drove his uh, Ferrari to uh, to work Then it caused a scene <laughs> I, love the way, I love the way he said it He said it's no, no one's business but mine So in April I drove my Ferrari Enzo to work It caused a scene <laughs> <laughs> Like that was his intention Yeah He said uh, Pep was staring at me This was another occasion Pep was staring at me And I lost it I thought there is my enemy Scratching his bald head <laughs> I yelled to him You have no balls <laughs> <laughs> It's so strange Oh we have them in the bag We're just going to put the cones Oh no <laughs> <laughs> He said one time He threw a box of uh, Training gear across the room um, in Pep's general direction, and Pep didn't say anything. He just put, put, uh, put the stuff back in the box, like a psychiatrist almost. Yeah, yeah. he just—he clearly just didn't fit in the culture of the club. No. Yeah. He doesn't fit just in the culture get, of the species. <laughs> trying to get a reaction out of everybody. It's so strange. But if you speak Italian or Swedish, you make sure you have a yeah. read of that. Write it out for us. Yeah. 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 Translate. <laughs> it. Fax it in. 
Now let's go to uh, La Liga <laughs> Where Real Madrid scored seven goals And Osasuna scored one Ronaldo is 12th hat-trick I believe For Real Madrid it, Yeah it's ludicrous Frightening <laughs> He's still a long uh, way off De Stefano's record though I think, I think it was De Stefano got 25 or 27 Or something like that yeah. But isn't it what This is third season though isn't it Yeah true yeah. He's not taking it and it's, it's still early on Bloody could win the league Well they yeah, could Yeah I mean Their form's certainly better than Barcelona isn't they? They, they, you know, they had a bizarre set of circumstances At the weekend But they, they dropped points You know Madrid they, they, Again like it's it's similar to City You just don't see Where the loss is coming from mm. And and Sid Lowe made a good point Which is because of The relatively few Amount of points That Barca and Real Madrid Dropped throughout the season mm. A small lead Actually becomes quite big Because right, it's yeah. hard To overhaul it you know? Well it's uh, it's been one on on head to head before in recent yes, years right. You yeah. know so it's, it's just very true It's just how it goes With When you've got two sides Of that quality and everyone else is just like cannon fodder almost. It's yeah. going to happen. It does. It is getting a little bit boring for even for me yeah. now. And I'm it's a big fan of it. Yeah, it's getting a bit boring. For well, me. It, uh, you know, the, the criticism levelled at it has been that it's it's kind of like an exotic version of the SPL, and it is becoming like that. You know, well, that's why it was so good to see um, Bill Bow draw with Barca two. Yeah. And the thing was that was a really good game. One of the best games I've seen this season. It was dramatic. You know. But Bilbao were superb You know Bielsa mm. set them up really well They pressed hard They worked they, they, they started off with an intensity That you thought There's no way they can keep this up For 90 minutes But they did mm. um, But the thing I wanted to say was That I got a bit carried away Guys oh, this is brilliant no, This is how it's done they only drew yeah. It's not that they beat them it was really, They were really unlucky With the way the ball fell to Messi you know, yeah. And a lot of that Had to do with the weather Mind you Bill Bowles' um, goal To make him go 2-1 up Was very unlucky Quite fortunate yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that, that, that you know When you are so prolific And you never ever Drop points The, the top two teams It's only going to make Them more conservative And to win the league You can't possibly Let a goal in And they're not yeah. going to be Playing quite the free form Sort of football They're always going to Score a goal But you know They won't be Being quite so beautiful About it because yeah. well, they'll just be so desperate they'll, to win. They'll be so desperate to win. They'll be so desperate to just kind of not concede any any goals. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a league with eighteen underdogs. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, one of them lost again. Levante lost two 0 yeah. to Valencia. The ah, wheels shame. Are coming off. They didn't take happening. your advice, Luke. No, I mean it's, it's yes. Yeah, it, I mean it's a Valencia derby as well, wasn't it? Mm. So I mean Valencia are obviously historically a much better team. Yeah, and um, I mean you know, but they were well beaten. Really. I mean I saw a, a bit of that game, and that to be honest, it didn't look like Levante were really in it. Uh, Tino Costa scored a pretty nice free kick, um, but that's a tough. You know, Valencia are probably the third best side. Oh, they in, in the yeah. Liga. You know, well, Villarreal so. having an absolute stinker. Yeah. I was looking through the injuries they've they've got. They've 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 either got missing or have had missing for a decent chunk. Rossi, Nilmar, Marcos Senna, Zapata, Carney, and Ruben. Yeah, I mean, I forgot about Rossi's Senna. Rossi's long term, and Nilmar's been out for a while, which so I think it's still going to be a while before he comes back. Mm. So Two yeah, points I mean, above the relegation zone after. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> is still in the Champions League. Last well, year, thing again, isn't yeah, yeah. it? <laughs> the big news. Spain though was that Sandro Rossell said that about how he wants the TV rights to change his yeah. that sounds like the turkeys right over Christmas to me yeah. why would he want to do that he, but he you've got to look at fair. the fact though that it's it's out of sync with the rest of Europe and you know Barcelona, so uncompetitive, like, yeah. Barcelona they're, they're spanking through European teams as well you know they've won the Champions League almost. it always seems without breaking a sweat at times and Real Madrid you know they only went out to Barca so yeah. it's I think he's probably saying that because Madrid don't want it changed yeah maybe it might be something to do that actually yeah I wouldn't be surprised um, he also wants the Liga to eventually be a 16-team league, and that's a little much. 18, I can understand. Yeah, but, yeah, so. but for, I mean, if you're Barcelona, you want the fewest games possible because you have a big European calendar as well. And then yeah, but you've got to look at on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. But if you look at the big picture, if it, I mean, if you look at it in a, uh, maybe a slightly more abstract way, if the money is split more evenly, then the other teams get um, much more money and they get much more chance to develop players so therefore the overall standard of the player will improve and Barcelona uh, massively supported will still be one of the richest clubs because of yeah. the worldwide brand they'll be able to pick even better players yeah well, the same for Madrid as well and in Spain as well they don't uh, they don't have a limit or a sort of a geographical limit on where you can sign your players from that's about to change in England as well but Barcelona and Madrid have traditionally really taken advantage of that and that you know as you say that, that will just it will help them even more yeah. in terms of developing their grassroots players because the pull of someone like Barcelona or Real Madrid is still going to be Massive. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Well, whatever happens, yeah, uh, indeed. Now uh, the Ballon d'Or nominees have been released, and it was very La Liga heavy. Uh, who do we fancy for that? All the usual names are in there. Um, can, I, can I just say I wanted to? Um, I'm, I was pleased to see Neymar nominated. Mm. He plays yeah. in Brazil. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great to see. And it's one of those things where it's like if he was the same age of, uh, as Messi, and perhaps he played in well one of the European leagues, probably. Um, 
well, he's gone to Real Madrid, isn't he? Pretty well, they're talking. Well, it's not confirmed, but they're talking. Might go there. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of all, all, all done. You, you could imagine that he'd be up there if he'd continued his. Um, oh, he's amazing. He's such a good player. Yeah, yeah. Well, Samuel Eto'o plays in Russia, and he's in there. I was on. Um, I was on um, the radio with a guy called Ed Mallard, who is a bit of a South American football expert, and he said one of the pleasing things to see about Neymar is that he's still only nineteen, but he seems to have massively grown up even in the last year. Yeah, yeah. he got a little bit of stick for being a bit impetuous and stuff, mm. and now apparently he's really matured already. That's it, yeah. it's good he didn't make the move at the start of the season when he could have done. He was offered like what was it, forty million or something? And they've been after him for ages, haven't they? And it's like they've got that weird thing where they can't pay him. He only makes like two million a year, which is obviously a massive fortune in that league. But if he went to your Chelsea's or your Real Madrid's, he'd be on like forty million a year or something yeah. like that. So sponsors have come in and basically went right. We'll chuck a lot of money at him, keep him in the league for another season, and you know, and well, support him like that. That's also linked into the like the Brazilian economy being like mm. really burgeoning, and and uh, the fact that like more money's coming into football, and they're they're being able, they're able to to basically not just keep players in Brazil longer, but to attract players back. Because a lot yeah. of players have gone back as well, haven't mm. they? Mm. Mm. And it's also encouraging to uh, you know to hear that Neymar is apparently kind of growing up a lot because it, it kind of. I wonder about this quite a lot and it seems to be happening with Balotelli too but if you, you get these players that get to a point you know where they are uh, actually Ibrahimovic is a great example if your name almost becomes a byword yeah. for sort of being really stuck up and yeah. like not working hard enough and sort of you know just just going about things the wrong way how can you fail to notice that and not do something about it mm. so it's positive that Neymar seems to be taking these things on board because a lot of the players they just they just seem to ignore Live it in the bubbles yeah. Sort of thing, yeah and just think everyone else is wrong I was saying the other day that the reason that people I know and myself are really impressed with Neymar and love watching him is because he is exactly the sort of player that England won't produce in 500 years no. yeah. England, I don't think I, I don't think I could ever think of a player that England produced anywhere near like Neymar yeah There's no, there, I mean the nearest thing you get to like Joe Cole Matthews. yeah well exactly you have to go, you have to go that, that, that far yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. Neymar's almost like a, a sort of turbocharged Rubinho which is cool mm, yeah. isn't it he like, doesn't play the strongest league in the world but I think if you look at his like say his goal record for Brazil it's something like one and two or something. It's a very decent, and I know he's playing a very for good team, age, but, yeah. for, but for that sort of age, it's incredible. But yeah, so we're back to the nominees. I think that I don't think they really think about them too much because I mean Zlatan's not on there, and Robinho, for example, very influential in Milan's title win. And if they do it by year, which they do, it's a calendar year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah mm. Eric Abidal was out for a long time, but Eric Abidal's, you know, he's, he's had. He's had surgery on sort of cancerous tumour and come back, hasn't he? So I think maybe that's uh, okay. But you know, Diego Forlan, yeah, Zlatan was unbelievably influential in Milan's yeah. winning the title back. Well, Van Suarez, Persie as well. Suarez, yeah. player of the tournament at the Copa America, took Uruguay to the Copa America title. He's in there. He's, he's on there. there, and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that. I didn't see him. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it's calendar no, year as well, Van Persie is. Uh, no, no, no. I don't. Said, no, Suarez is. is um, well, we all know who'll win. That's the thing. I think Ronaldo will win it. Well, yeah, to golden yeah. winner. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty you, much between him and Messi. I'm almost certain. Uh, do you know who's um, going to be giving that award away? Who's that? Ian Wright. Is really? he really? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that is the case. Did he tell you that? <laughs> Bradley. <laughs> he right? told me that, but he, he <laughs> yeah. said he'd gone for a meeting with um, Set at a go into his uh, little private quarters and stuff. Apparently, the, well, the FIFA sat there. FIFA house. Did you go through like there nine like kind of huge steel <laughs> doors that were shut behind you, and you have to sort of get a retina scan? And apparently, spent set spent most of his time just berating. For things he said about FIFA in the past, <laughs> you are <laughs> joking. My, my Ian Wright has got my quote of the week around this John Terry Anton Ferdinand thing. Right. Ian Wright said, "I think I'm right in saying um, I understand innocent till proven guilty, but John Terry shouldn't be in the team while all these accusations are swirling around." <laughs> well, you don't understand him, do you? Because that's exactly what you just said. You understand that you just disagree with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right then, before we go to going for gold, a couple of little stories from Eastern Europe. Uh, the Czech Republic. At half time during the league match between uh, I think Slavia Prague and Victoria Pleasant, uh, a man parachuted into the stadium on the pitch and wasn't meant to. This wasn't planned. It's like that um, boxing match from the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah with the uh, para- what's it on the paraglider came. In. No, but the paraglider like that was an accident. This guy meant to get in the stadium. What, what they did that at Villa once, didn't they? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Parachutist. Is it Tom Hanks? What did he do when he parachuted in? We're celebrating, punching the air. Two stewards immediately ran over. Get off. Get off. Punching the air. I've been up there. That was quite good. This is incredibly sinister from from Russia. Uh, FC um, Krasnodar the, the Russian Premier League side um, team their reserves were playing and their captain was sent off 
after arguing with the referee, he went down the tunnel, heading for the showers, of course, was set upon by a group of men dressed in police uniforms and beat him with batons until uh, he broke his ribs, broken nose, concussion. Unbelievable. This is a Premier League Russian team. OK, fair enough. Well, not fair enough, it's the reserve. It shouldn't happen in any... Fair enough, life. reserve should be beaten. <laughs> no, 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 but outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy. outrageous. I mean, so they were disguised as police is the implication there, right? Well, it's any sort of... Confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and oh, of course, we missed out um, uh, fireworks night. Balotelli, big effigy of him in Kent. In I think Kent, it was. it was. Yeah, they they sort of made this huge, like lots of feet tall effigy of Balotelli wearing his um, "Why Always Me" shirt, and yeah. uh, you know because he's been made like a sort of fireworks safety officer, hasn't he? In, in, way, in, in light of uh, his little accident, but it's quite funny. I don't think with all these allegations flying around, this is a good time to be burning a like guy of a black footballer. No, um, no. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I can't work out with a birthday with like that or not yeah no. that's what I thought I it's think he might quite one. like it yeah, but, but like previous um, effigies have been to like Tony Blair and Beckham. Beckham was it? Beckham, yeah, Beckham was one. Yeah. After '98, he was yeah. burnt, wasn't he? Oh, so it's negative then to Balotelli. Hmm. I don't know. Is it? It's confusing. Isn't Being it? burned is never good. No, no. Stop stop like burning that things stop that represent people. There was a um, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> a couple of listeners tweeted uh, myself, Lukey, and uh, I think uh, a couple of you other guys um, about that's Balotelli. All of us, that's all it? of us. Uh, be, uh, Balotelli at the uh, wrestling in Manchester, wearing uh, his own no, Man City shirt or something. Was that not him? No, that wasn't him. Oh, was that somebody... Someone poses him? it. Oh, okay, Interesting, right, okay. though, apparently Balotelli was there. Yeah, so there's every chance he's just hired a lookalike. <laughs> yeah, the guy really looked like him and was wearing a Balotelli shirt. Oh, is there a picture? I've not seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah. brilliant. He was, next to the, he was next to the bit on the sort of entrance um, ramp as well where the fireworks go off appropriately. <laughs> Good stuff. Now it's time for Going for Gold. Going for Going for Gold. Gold. Difficult, difficult. Uh-oh. Is that a difficult one? Is that you setting the level? No, I've done a beefy, beefy. Four, three, one. Yeah, you got Five, four, three, two, one. I think you got three. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, stop chatting, you lot. It's a short one, so, you know, fastest fingers first and stuff. I have an older brother called Stefan. Stop. Luke Moore. It's Luke Moore. Yeah. How did you get that, you penis? <laughs> Everyone knows that. Oh. We didn't. Oh, well. Oh. I genuinely thought it's emails. Underwhelming. Marcus is shell shocked more it than is. usual. I'm unhappy. Sorry, oh, Marcus. You really are. Sorry, darling. We all are. Oh, <laughs> look at his little face. That's just look such at his chop one. I look forward to that every week. <laughs> all right. It's been gone. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. Let's have an email, Jim. Afternoon, ramblers. All right. Evening. As a new listener to the podcast, I have only just found out about your love of humorous shouts from the terraces. Where have you been? Mm. Back in the mid to late other bits of the internet. Back in the <laughs> mid to late nineties, in the London Terrace, at the home of the mighty Peterborough United, a few of my friends heard a man in his mid forties shout at the top of his voice to the ref when an opposition player was writhing in agony in front of him, uh, in front of the home fans, to put some cones around him. <laughs> put some what? Cones around him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. this, this was later followed by a shout: of, "Book him, ref! Book!" him in the arse <laughs> makes no sense yeah. uh, this was later described as not that bad a challenge uh, on one of the posh players the man in question has never been seen since and as a current season ticket holder I feel the terrace is slightly poorer as a result keep up the good work Steve thank you very much Steve good All stuff right. and if you'd like to email us in the arse it's short the football <laughs> uh, this is from uh, the young man by the name of Liam Barry I said young man before I even knew it was a boy or a girl I just assumed <laughs> no, you're, you're Safe doing, assumption doing <laughs> is a You'll never trust a man who's got two first names mm, Exactly as, yeah. Jim, as Jim always remarks it's, uh, Andy Carroll's kind of got it if you Bad at spelling yeah, It's particularly bad If the person is called uh, Randy as well Yeah Quite like Randy Keith Ooh <laughs> yeah, I don't really know like Well I don't But not going in your bedroom there. Randy Keith <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sound like a perv yeah. What are your parents thinking Yeah Liam Barry Swindon Says <laughs> Ramblers When I was about 13 I went to Randy S- Liam Barry <laughs> <laughs> When I was about 13 I went to Swindon Versus Crystal Palace It was back when Atelier Lombardo Was at Palace Midway through the first half, Lombardo came over to the south stand to take a throw-in. A bloke behind me who had been silent until now stood up, pointed and shouted, Your arse is on your head, Lombardo. Uh, Then he sat down and said nothing else for the rest of the game. A very arse-heavy email, sir. (laughs) Very arse-heavy. I do love a good, uh, a real popular kind of feature of these emails of things heard at grounds. They're they're declarations from people. They're not chants as such. They're just one person that stood up, said something weird and just sat down as if it wasn't uh, unusual. It's like when 
when we went to Chelsea and that guy <laughs> shouted, sort it out, Carlo, you tactical pygmy. Yeah. No, he, he wasn't summing up the general mood of the terrace. No, when he, said he, was a, he was a rogue operator. It just, I saw um, Atelier Lombardo when I was up at Man City a couple of weeks ago, but he didn't say anything. Well, that's because he's. <laughs> he won't know you, mean. Yeah, he can't <laughs> talk up an arse. Yeah, all that <laughs> sort of stuff. It's debatable. Oh. My good people, it's profile time. And oh my goodness, we've got a guy who's still going strong at the age of 35 playing for Milan. It's Clarence Clyde Seedorf. I would make love to that man. <laughs> he's brilliant. His, his footwork could make love to you. <laughs> so classy. I wouldn't even know. No. <laughs> he's in the Dean Winners Law family, you're not, so you'll have to get yourself in there to get access to him. Oh, There's motivation. There yeah. is a way, Pete. Yeah. Well, I have access to the uh, upload system. Oh, that's so true, yeah. <laughs> in effect, you've got the keys. God, I'd be like War Games. <laughs> 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 and war games in which you go in there infiltrate at Clarence Seedorf in the bomb mm. <laughs> using was, the internet which they didn't in war games no, which makes it all the more incredible yeah. he's got an advantage which uh, makes it science fiction uh, yeah. uh, he was born on the 1st of April 1976 nine years after the summer of love after yeah summer of love not, it's a rare beast a current footballer being in there we've obviously got gigs in there and one or two others he's worthy yeah fair Raquel enough may as well, well I'll find that we had then. Maldini <laughs> didn't we did Maldini <laughs> just as he was retired yeah, there's a few in there but you know back. I know what you're saying brother I know what you're saying uh, Yeah still going strong um, 35 years old Playing for Milan One of the most decorated players In the modern game And a man never afraid To give an opinion No No as most Dutch footballers uh, are like, but uh, him in particular. But we will be talking about that. His um, list of managers that he's played under is incredible: Fabio Capello, Sven Goran Eriksson, Carlo Ancelotti, Gus Hiddink, Marcello Lippi, and Louis Van Hull. That's a great uh, name. You have to be a decent player if you've been coached yeah. by. Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge trophy cabinet. <laughs> if you're not a decent player at the start of that, you will be by the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just a shell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, at the age of 14, he was progressing nicely through the ranks at Ajax. And a player he looked up to was Frank Reichard, who would later become a teammate of his. And Seedorf, um, as a young lad, looked at Reichard, a lot of inspiration there. And he always wanted to win three Champions Leagues because uh, Reichard himself had won two. Oh, what, he actually set out to sort of <laughs> yeah. to do well, that won, specific... He's won four. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, brilliant, yeah. And of course, um, Seedorf was the first player to have won three Champions Leagues with three different clubs. Yeah. yeah um, with some of Ajax in 95 Real Madrid in 98 and Milan in 2003 mm. and then in 2007 yeah. sounds about right to me uh, when he was 15 his parents uh, turned down an offer for him from Real Madrid but his chance at Ajax was to come just a year later when he was 16 years old 211 days and uh, that, he became Ajax's youngest ever player oh really mm. it, it's crazy to think does he that left stand still do you know uh, I'm not too sure um, because they produce some bit, young yeah. players you know, yeah, really but bit, to be the you know to have hold, held that record at any point in uh, well at the start of your career I'd imagine it would be you know. <laughs> but it's crazy to think that he left Ajax when he was 19 yeah I mean because he was in that wonderful side who won the Champions League teammates included Van der Sar Reisiger uh, Rijkaard uh, the De Boer brothers Davids Litman and Overmars Carnu and Kluivert were on the that bench is outrageous isn't yeah. it just, they, I mean, they may yeah. never have a team that good again which, and that's tragic but they, won't, yeah, they, they definitely won't unbelievable well, it's the same it? when he was in the Dutch side to be fair they yeah. probably had the best Dutch team will ever see I think in our lifetimes mm. do you not think yeah, yeah oh, they well were, that, they the, team, the team well, that got the to the World Cup final were a bit more sort of workmanlike weren't yeah, they yeah. Were. Well, I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying Pete I know what you're saying um, so yeah they won the Champions League of course which was uh, the highlight of his uh, Ajax career winning, uh, he won a, a number of trophies there but that was the pick of him and then after that uh, incredible win he moved abroad he went to Sampdoria which um, some thought was a slightly funny move but he went to play under Sven Goran Eriksson and uh, he said that Sven a large part of the reason he's in this profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've done it. Again. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Sven uh, started. <laughs> Welcome in. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter two: The Sven years. <laughs> he was only under Sven for a year. Um, he did say that. What a year! What a year! That's he how did... long the podcast is going to be. <laughs> yeah. He did say that um, Sven had a huge impact on his career and was like a father to him. That, that was his words, and he said that. Um, I, I never struggled uh, with my finances again. Yeah. <laughs> <A> philandering father. <laughs> <laughs> there it is um, He said He told me about life He helped me to understand What was needed to survive Outside of Holland It went beyond football It was the culture
culture, the mentality of players uh, in, in Italy. Survive. <laughs> but it, but that's crucial though. Yeah. How many players? It's it's not fantasy football. You don't just plonk one player and stick him in that country and let him mm. get on with it. You know, there's so much more, especially it's so often forgotten. Exactly, especially to a lad who's still a teenager. Mm. For We've like often that. said in this show that there's not enough money or attention put into helping players set in a different country. Yeah. It's, why would you make such an investment, a millions and millions yeah. of pounds, yeah. and not make sure they're settled yeah. properly? It's crazy. You're fr- f- f- you know, effectively just throwing them onto the pitch, and that's it. That's Get the only time yeah. you give them. Do your job. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then for like the whole week, apart from that ninety minutes, you know, yeah. just yeah. fend for yourself. Yeah. You're your own problem now, and you, pal. <laughs> and you're massively exposed to really obvious parts of a different culture mm. as well, yeah. um, and often not a very nice one, you know. But uh, Seedorf did say that Sven uh, taught him to combine kind of a hard work uh, playing style with tactical and, and technical play, and he said that really helped him throughout his um, his career. And um, he said, you know, he came from Holland where people express their opinions quite freely, and that's how they, they do things in Holland, whereas in Italy, he said, you're just told to shut up and get on with it and just try harder kind of thing. Um, so after a year at Sampdoria, he went to play uh, for Madrid under Fabio Capello, who was only there for a year, as we said at the start, there's only 24 <laughs> managers in 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was around this and time. And that includes him twice. Yeah. Capello. Yeah. <laughs> for just a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, around this time, he played at Euro 96 with Holland, and unfortunately, it was his penalty miss against France um, that lost them the shootout in the quarterfinals. Had a, he, I mean, he got 87 caps for Holland, and he played. At 87 Dutch caps. There you go. Yeah, he <laughs> Did he retire after Euro 2008? Well, he kind of he fell out with Van Basten. Yeah. He retired he? a couple of times, didn't he? I yeah. Think he had a, Indeed. You know, but it's sad, really, though. He could so still be playing now. Someone like a Dutch player, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's almost like a testimonial, isn't it? Just like leaving, you know, leaving a training camp in a hissy fit. I imagine they would just get applauded out when that happens. It's like, yeah, it's been a great career. Well done. A fitting end. Yeah. In his first season with Madrid, they won the league. And he loved playing under Fabio Capello. He said that Capello would use the guys with strong personalities to get the dressing room going. And he motivated the team by creating almost conflicts in the dressing room the way he talks about it he would get people riled and then send the team out to play and he said often when that happened they'd go out and and, and kick butt as he, as he put it kick know. butt yeah. in 98 when uh, Real Madrid won the Champions League yeah. um, in the league that season Clarence Stadoff scored an absolute howitzer from about 45 yards out that was against Atletico Madrid was it yeah and, yeah. It was and Manaman comes over and celebrates with him he, he, take, he, he shoots from so far out yeah, the routine. keeper automatically assumes it must be a pass runs across to cover the rest of his goal it goes in the other corner <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, it, yeah the, the keeper if he had a decent position would have caught that I don't think the keeper knew it was even a shot until yeah. it was right on him but it, it, he drills I mean what a shot yeah, so it, and it was it was no exaggeration it was 45 yards out and it was yeah. a powerful drive yeah. it wasn't looping or anything no. it's, it's still rising hit. it's still rising yeah, yeah. When, uh, when he did his punditry with the BBC at the World Cup which I'm, I'm sure we'll come on to he, um, he did a little segment where he was just sort of explaining how to how to just belt one into the top corner yeah. obviously you know there's editing there but you can, can see the man knows what he's doing when it comes <laughs> yeah. to that. it's incredible yeah. It's like a golf chip almost The way he hits yeah. that ball oh, it's, it's obscene um, Again talking about Capello's uh, management style He said that once they were losing 1-0 to Atletico Madrid It wasn't that game And they were playing with 10 men And he said that We came in the dressing room and, and we began talking about the game And Capello I think Capello came in And wanted a bit of quiet But they carried on their discussion And Capello just started going mental So Seedorf just started shouting back at him And there was uh, It was alleged that Capello Threw his jacket on the ground And it all sort of went off But then Capello <laughs> used that and he sent them out there you know he said give me a slap on the back and go right go on then and they and they won the game 4-1 and Seedorf scored and, and then they said, had a fight <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well not quite the opposite he said that um, on the way out he was about to drive off and Capello pulled his car up against his well down the window and sort of shook hands and gave him the nod and just said, yeah. there you go and he yeah. said that's Capello all over yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know I've heard I read a story James Horncastle was telling me about how once um uh, Capello challenged Sadoff because Sadoff is known as being quite chippy, as you've said. Yeah. And um, I don't, I can't remember. I mean, it might have been at Madrid. I can't remember. But he he, um, he actually challenged Sadoff at one point. That Sadoff was chipping off in the changing room, and Capello went right. Get up here then, if you think you can yeah. get up here. You know, I'm not sure if he did or not. Oh no, that, that's it. That's it. He said, if you if you think you're the coach, then get up here. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's right. Uh, second season, um, as we touched upon, you know, he won the Champions League. That was under Jupp Hanks and uh, the uh, the goal in the Madrid derby. He stayed one more year. 
Europe. Heinke has left Madrid that season, even though he won the Champions League. Yeah, because he didn't win the league. Mm. Yeah, that, well, yeah, no, he was sacked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think was he not? I think he was. Well, he sacked. definitely left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Del Bosque was sacked when he won the league, but not the Champions League. As well, wasn't it? <laughs> Just <laughs> get it right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Do both. Yeah. Why can't you understand? Every single year, <laughs> I've, t- I've two managers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good shout um, yeah, So he stayed one more year At Madrid And then was sold to Inter And he was there He was at Inter For, for three seasons Which is funny Because I forget He was kind of at Inter Post Ajax I think of him as a Madrid and a Milan man Scored one of the mm-hmm. Another one of the greatest goals I've ever seen at Juve uh, For uh, Inter yeah, Was that the two all draw? Like a left foot volley Yeah Into the far corner yeah. Delish um, He didn't win anything at Inter But he did it his next And cut Yet another player To have played for both Milan clubs Yes yeah. mm. Quite what a prestigious group as well. What about the goal? Was it Cedar who scored in the three-two Milan derby? Into a two-nil up, were yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. at halftime. And him and, and, K- and him and Kakar linked up. Kakar scored the second. Yeah, and Sadov absolutely smashed one again. He scores. He goals. was on the turn. Yeah, he scores goals from everywhere. But I mean, it, it, all through his career, he's been so driven, always wanting to play, always. You know, yeah. you imagine the first man on the training pitch and the last one, etc., etc. Old adage. But like, I remember reading like an Observer piece, like just to be. It was when they played Man U in the. I think it was. It wasn't a group match. I think it might oh, semi final was yeah. it? Yeah. And he was the one three. He, he, was, he had a ruined um, hip, and he was committed to play. <laughs> and bearing in mind, by this time he'd won all those many times. It might take the shine off wanting to do it one more time. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. he was so committed to playing. He's won twenty major trophies. I think do you know what I That's think won the major trophy uh, Over one major trophy a Is season. he not the first European player To have won the World Club Cup With three different sides I As think. well Yeah with Ajax Madrid and Did Ajax win it I th- may, I, Might well have been might well have, I think Ajax Madrid and Milan I think that's right oh, yeah. I think that's right um, Sadly He, he received um, A little bit of racist abuse While playing in Italy But he remembers an occasion Against Catania When uh, one of the uh, Catania players of course uh, Said something uh, Which was obviously shocking And after the game The player in questions Wife and kids Came up to Seydorf Without knowing this Asking for autographs And uh, and photos with him And the Catania player Came over and, and just looked Really embarrassed And was just like Oh bloody hell You know And Seydorf Kind of offered his hand And the guy shook And there was a, an apology and stuff. Being the bigger man Yeah, yeah That's yeah. great yeah, yeah indeed But imagine Imagine what a brilliant what way To the... humble him Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> His own wife and children Presumably he took The wife with him Yeah He's not Tony Yaboa You're his wife Put a few kisses on there Phone number at the bottom Um why have you written a racist term? Ask him. Now, the um, uh, former psychologist uh, at Milan, Bruno uh, Di Michaelis, who I think is at Chelsea, or he certainly was, said that uh, Seedorf is um, the strongest personality he's ever come across. He was Latin? Well, I'm not sure if he was at Bentner. Milan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's been at clubs with, with, with Bentner, but... Um, it's his loss. He, well, he, he said that... Uh, he, he said, for example, if the manager tells the players to defecate on the pitch, the players would do so without question, but Seedorf would say, certainly, mister, but what colour should our shit be? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's such a strange... Yeah. An orange analogy. Yeah, but he's... Obviously, we've talked about Seedorf being outspoken and, and not afraid to give an opinion, which was possibly why he was a decent pundit I thought he was great yeah well the thing with it is it, he's very English charming with it. <laughs> yeah he did yeah. So when we say he's outspoken it's not like he's this ranty no that's not shy. he's very yeah. very charming yeah. erudite and, yeah. and let's not forget he, he, his work in his Suriname's uh, yeah, yeah. his family are from and stuff he, well, he, he, was, work, he, he was born, he was born there yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the work that he does there with um, he's got like his own stadium and the stuff. Clarence Seedorf Stadium <laughs> that's right um, he, as, as a pundit he was as good as David's was bad that's all I can say he was great and I hope we see him again and he didn't leave his phone on like Emmanuel Adebayor well we'll end um, with a quote from the great man himself he said I think I'm outspoken but I think people respect me for that who does not talk cannot be judged who does not shoot the penalty cannot miss (laughs) in he comes Clarence (laughs) Seidel Redeeming that sort of thing. Let's see, Dolphin. Yeah. 
there we go that is the end of the Football Ramble this week if you want to get in touch the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and thefootballramble.com is where the website is Jimbo yes this week our own private internet features blogs on where Levante go next from Eric Beard Rupert Fryer on the Copa Sudamericana which is sort of like the Europa League but in South America and there's Andy Brassel with a retro ramble this time focusing on Ajax beating Panathinaikos 2-0 in the 1971 European Cup final a game which was an important event in the sort of story of total football uh, so get over there check that out elsewhere there's live fantasy football with Pick Live the Hall of Fame our shop for all your aesthetic needs and of course the forum <laughs> so yeah do check it out get over there thefootballramble.com check it out Luke hey, Marcus I think you're a total football mate <laughs> very much he said Luke <laughs> and here I am um, yeah don't forget the Ramble Christmas drinks at the King's Arms in East London 26th November which is a Saturday from 3pm uh, go down there it'll be fun if you want to come email us your names we'll put you down or approve or uh, say attending sorry on the uh, on the Facebook event there Good we stuff. go look well, forward to it indeed we will uh, so um, goodbye Jill. unless I forget the first 50 people walk through that door yeah. as long as the eBay man sends me them right. we'll get a Card with a <laughs> legendary George Campos. Yeah. Campos in an outfield kit doing an overhead kick as well. Yeah, let's not undersell this. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent shot. It's, it's, yeah. it's a quality uh, piece of <laughs> merchandise. And that was worthy to uh, interrupt the goodbyes. Now, say goodbye, Jimbo. Goodbye, Jimbo. Say goodbye, Pete. <laughs> and say goodbye, Luke. Go fuck yourself. Setar. Hi, I'm Karen Sayers. Hi, I'm Karen Sayers. Hi, I'm Karen Sayers. Hi, I'm I'm Karen Sayers. Hi, 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 I'm Karen Sayers. I don't know none of the MCs, but I was stepping up there earlier, and I think I could still step up there now. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.